manufacturers of Nugget invite you to meet... <laughs> father, dear father. Do you sometimes feel that it's time you opted out? Hmm? Are you only half the man you were? What? Is going to bed a chore? <laughs> Do you find yourself looking down a long, long tunnel, wondering if you'll ever reach the end? Karen, what is this? It's a questionnaire, Daddy. Look, you give yourself one point for yes, and none of it's no. See how you come out. Oh, no. Oh, go on, it'll only take you a minute. Well, all right, but these amateur psychological tests are pretty stupid. Oh, I don't know. It says the questions were devised by an eminent professor at the Massachusetts mm, Institute for Advanced Thought. What's the matter? Has he got the motors? Uh -uh. <laughs> He's working something out. Oh, dear, I thought he'd find the bills a bit heavy this month. Mm -hmm. There we are. Done. Nothing to it. Well, how'd you come out, Daddy? Pretty well, I think. I've scored nine out of ten. I can't do much better than that. Oh, actually, you could. Hmm? Why? If your score is between naught and three, you are physically, sexually, and mentally well-adjusted. <clears throat> <laughs> between four and seven, there are warning signs of psychosomatic changes. Eight, nine, and ten, you need help. No! <laughs> Karen, are you trying to tell me, because I scored nine in this questionnaire thing, that I, I, I'm a nut? Oh, of course not, Daddy. Nothing that can't be cured. What? I, I mean, it's just some little thing that made you say yes instead of no to all the questions. Yes, some little thing like not knowing what it was all about. If I had, I'd have scored naught to three like everybody else. <laughs> what do you think, Nanny? Uh, would you say that I am physically, sexually, and mentally well-adjusted or not? Well, there are some <laughs> things that I'm not qualified to opinionate on, Mr. Patrick. Oh, I shouldn't worry, Daddy. We don't. You don't? No, actually, it's quite nice to have a father who's such a lovable old eccentric. Well, I'm glad you were... A lovable old eccentric! <laughs> well, I didn't mean that. You're not really old. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I think it's time we close this conversation and let it be understood around here that I am not going out of my mind, that I am not a maladjusted mass of frustrations, and that I am not intending to become the baggy pants comic of Upper Hampstead. Talking about pants, Mr. Patrick. Yes? Uh, that pair you got on now. Well? They're your dress suit trousers. They're not supposed to go with your navy blue blazer. What? <laughs> oh, you can laugh, Cut. Perhaps if you didn't keep your head buried in trashy <laughs> pseudo-scientific articles in pulp magazines, you'd be able to spot things like this before they made me a laughing stock. Excuse me, I'm going to change. Oh, well, of all the nerve, blaming me because he put the wrong pair of trousers on. Ah, that's men all over, Miss Carran. My late Mr. Harris used to be the same. I remember we had an electricity blackout once, and he said it was my fault because I hadn't paid the bill. <laughs> Wait till you get married. Oh, I've stopped being interested. I think I'll hire me to a nunnery. Oh, I wouldn't do that, Miss Karen. Why not? Well, 
If you do, Miss Anna won't have anyone to talk to when she comes back from holiday, will she? I wish she'd hurry up. It's hard work coping with Daddy on my own. Right, Nanny. I think you came in to offer me a cup of tea, didn't you? Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, Mr. Patrick. Now what? Oh, you've done it again. Done what? You were supposed to be going to change your trousers, not putting your dinner jacket on. <laughs> You know, this is getting beyond a joke. Why did the pair of you let me? <gasps> Mummy! Hello, darling. I'm so glad you could come. I'd have come round to you, but I thought you might like to talk to Nanny, too. Oh. She'll tell you how Daddy's been behaving. Well, he doesn't seem to be all that much different from what you told me over the phone. As far as I'm concerned, he's always been something of a, a paranoid megalomaniac with overtones of schizophrenia. Sure. What's that mean? Eccentric. Oh, well, that's what I told him he was, and he got all upset. I, um, I take it he's not in at the moment. No. H.G. Wells has taken him for a walk. <laughs> now tell me, darling, what exactly has he been up to? Well, he's been doing some very peculiar things. Mm -hmm. The other night he went to one of those wine-tasting do's. And the next morning, he insisted on the milkman pouring a little into a glass before he'd accept it. <laughs> and? He said it was off and sent it back. Oh. And then he got very upset about a psychology questionnaire in one of my magazines. And he keeps on appearing in the most peculiar clothes. Oh, yes, I've had all this before. Oh, you have? Yes, it's a big act. He does it whenever he feels he isn't getting enough attention. <laughs> What makes Daddy feel he's not getting enough attention now? Oh, darling, it's obvious, isn't it? Is it? Yes. Anna's away. He's only got one of you to argue with and to pull faces at his jokes. Oh, he'll be all right again as soon as Anna comes home. I can't wait that long. Oh, dear. Is he that infuriating? Worse, worse. <sighs> well, in that case, you'd better make a plan. You said he's pretending to be, um... Running short of marbles. Yes. <laughs> If he is only pretending, you're quite sure he's not really going round the twist, are you, Mummy? Oh, absolutely, darling. You can be quite sure of that. I know him too well. But the trick is to make him believe that he is... Uh, what's that lovely phrase? Running short of marbles. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, look, give him a big enough fright and he won't try it again. Yeah, but how? Well, look, let's get Nanny in and work out a story we can all stick to. Well, that'll do for a start. Dog, wait till the door's open. <laughs> I'm having a romp with a cart horse. Why couldn't I have chosen something I can manage, like a Pomeranian? <laughs> Taking you out is like catching my jacket on the back of a bus. <laughs> oh, hello, Barbara. Hello, Patrick. Have a nice walk. Walking implies a certain amount of heel and toe work. My feet haven't touched the ground since we turned for home. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, you always said you preferred big dogs. Yeah, big, yes. Not one that needs a leash like a ship's cable. <laughs> well, Barbara, how nice to see you. What brings you here? You did. I did. Yes. Well, I've been dying to know what it's all about ever since you phoned. I phoned? When? Oh, yesterday afternoon. <laughs> Barbara, you're slipping it with some other fella. Mm, no, it wasn't, Daddy. I was here in the study when you put the call through. Huh? Just after the man from the telephone department had been... What man from the telephone? <laughs> the one you called in to make the dialing easier. 
Yesterday? Yes. Oh, come on, Daddy. Surely you haven't forgotten. Well, naturally, I don't forget things. Yesterday. <laughs> A man I called in. Yes. He left his name and number on your pad and said you should call him if you had any other problems. I've got a problem, all right, wondering what's going on now. <laughs> what's this chap called? Good enough. I know nobody called good enough. Daddy, Daddy, are you feeling all right? Well, of course I'm feeling all right. Never felt better. Good enough for anything. See, I can even make jokes. Ah. <laughs> hello, good enough. Telephone maintenance. Oh, hello, is Mr... Who did you say? Good enough. Telephone maintenance. That's Mr. Carter, isn't it? Yes. I thought I recognised your voice. How's the phone? Dialing a bit easier now, is it? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, yes, fine, fine. fine. Oh, that's good. Well, what else can I do for you? Oh, no, nothing, thank you. Just trying it out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Enough, Mr. Goodbye. I, I mean, bye, Mr. Goodbye. <laughs> I, I still, I, I don't believe it. Oh, well, Patrick, if you aren't losing your memory, and if it's as important as you said it was, why did you ask me to come here today? Well, it was, um... Oh, uh, is it private, Daddy? Would you like me to go? No, no, no. I mean, you were here when I made the call, weren't you? So <laughs> you can stay. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> uh, what was it? Um, I, I know. Yes, of course I remember now. It was, um... What about Christmas? Well, what about Christmas? Well, it, it's coming. But it's <laughs> Next week, it'll be here. So, uh, why don't we do something about it? Well, like what? Tell it to go away? Oh, <laughs> what I mean is, let, let's celebrate it. Oh, Patrick, people have been celebrating Christmas for, well, nearly 2,000 years. Well, you surely didn't telephone me to ask me to come here simply to suggest that we should start. Oh, stop being difficult, Barbara. I make a phone call to you in the true spirit of Christmas goodwill, and all you do is ridicule me. Oh, so you do remember phoning now, Daddy? Well, of course I do, yes. <laughs> Simply that I make so many calls for a moment, I couldn't remember whether it was yesterday or the day before. Now, is it clear as anything? Oh, yes, it all comes back to me. I've been chatting to Mr. Goodenough while he was fixing the dial of the phone. Yes, we talked about all kinds of things. Politics, football... He's a Tottenham Hotspur fan. He is? Yes, and he told me all about his family, his wife Ethel, and their five children. Five? Yes. I can even remember their names. Oh. Hmm. There's Archie, he said, and uh, Louise, and uh, Patricia, and uh, Alfred, and uh, <laughs> uh, Timothy, and... Uh, oh, yes, Leslie. That's six. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, but Le uh, Leslie's only on the way. <laughs> Yes, and it's, uh, it's Leslie, so he can be either a boy or a girl, you see. <laughs> well, uh, there we were, talking about Mr. Goodenough's family, and he said how much they were looking forward to Christmas, and I thought, my goodness me, yes, I must phone Barbara and ask her to come round and talk about celebrating it. So, here you are. Oh, yes, here I am. Well, now. <laughs> oh, look at the time, I must go. Appointment. Drink my tea for me, will you? Goodbye, Barbara. Oh. I'll uh, call you again. Goodbye, Karen. Goodbye. Bye. Unbelievable! What a performance! He made it all up. He's almost got me believing in Mr. Goodenough now. Yes. Oh, well, I was quite proud of you, darling, when you suggested getting one of your boyfriends to sit waiting for a call and pretend to be Mr. Goodenough. She's a chip off the old block, I thought. And now? Well, now, after hearing how your father handled it, 
I'm beginning to wonder which block you're an old chip off. Would you like to go in? Oh, thank you. Yes, yes. <coughs> good morning. Good morning. I'm Patrick Carter. Oh, good morning, Mr. Carter. I'm French. Oh, really? Come on, tell him. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, Dr. French. Oh, what uh, is it? Well, Mr. Carter, what is your problem? Well, frankly, Dr. French, I wish I knew. All the evidence points to the conclusion that I'm losing my memory. You see, I can't remember phoning Barbara, but she says I did. And so did Karen. A nanny. You have a nanny? Yes, I've had it for years. <laughs> now, what I want to know, Doctor, is, is this possible? Oh, yes, some people have nannies from early childhood. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I mean is, is it possible for me to forget something that is supposed to have happened only yesterday? Oh, perfectly possible. Yes, yes. Uh, won't you lie down? No, thanks. I'm not tired. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Oh, it's, oh, yes, the couch. <laughs> yes, yes, this is what you chaps do, isn't it? I saw it once at the telly. <laughs> yes. Yes, you know, it's rather comfortable, isn't it? Right, now, um, let your mind go blank. That's what I've come to you about, my mind going blank. <laughs> you know, it's, it's rather frightening. No, don't worry now, don't worry. Relax. Relax. Let your mind wander freely. Roger. Wondering. Now, I have here a series of questions that have been proved invaluable in establishing mental stability or, conversely, irrational behaviour. It is essential that your answers to the questions should be instantaneous. Are you ready? Oh, yes, ready. Right, right. Now, um, do you sometimes feel that it's time you opted out? Yes. Uh, no! <laughs> well, where have I heard that before? Please, Mr. Carter, I'll ask the questions. Now, uh, do you feel that you're only half the man you were? No. Is going to bed becoming a chore? No. Do you spend your time looking over your shoulder into the past? No. If the world stopped, would you get off? No. Are you afraid of the dark? Yes, a bit. No. no. Are, are you an introvert? No. An extrovert? No. Do you find yourself looking down a long, long tunnel, wondering if you'll ever reach the end? No. <laughs> Mr. Carter, that's quite remarkable. You've scored naught out of ten. Well, it was easier this time round. <laughs> I feel we are wasting our time. You're as sane as I am. I know, that's what worries me. <laughs> are you sure about this, Miss Karen? That we're doing the right thing, I mean. Of course, Nans. It's a trick we're playing on Daddy, that's all. I see. Now, would you mind explaining it to me again? It's quite simple. Whenever Daddy feels he isn't getting enough attention, he does all kinds of peculiar things, deliberately. Oh, like stirring his tea with his fork, you mean? Yes, <laughs> exactly. Pretending that he's going slightly off his crump. Well, Mummy's idea is to frighten him into thinking that he is going off his crump so that he won't ever pretend again. Now do you understand? No. <laughs> oh, well, you keep on doing what we ask you to do, Nanny, and don't worry about it. Now, have, have you turned his desk round so that he's facing the other way? Yes, Miss Kyron. Have you taken all the clothes out of his cupboard? Yes, Miss Kyron. Uh, and taken H.G. Wells to the kennels? Yes, Miss Kyron. Ah, well, this will fix him. <laughs> Mummy's gone for a Pomeranian to put in H.G.'s place. <laughs> Why? Oh, dear. Never mind, Nanny. Just let it all wash over you.
Joe Patrick? Hello, Bill. Well, what brings you down to Chelsea, eh? Come on in and I'll get you a drink. At 9.30 in the morning. Oh, no hard tack. Just scotch and a chaser, that's all. Mm. <laughs> no, thanks, Bill. No, I may already be suffering from mental derangement. I don't want the DTs as well. How do you mean, old boy, mental derangement? Well, Bill, there have been some very peculiar goings-on going on. And I've come here because... Barbara's mixed up in them. Now, look here, Patrick. You haven't been up to your shenanigans again, have you? With Barbara, I mean. Oh, don't be ridiculous, Bill. She's your wife. And she's your ex-wife. So? Sometimes I get the idea that you think you still hold a first mortgage on oh, her. <laughs> I haven't come here today to listen to your unjust accusations. I, I need reassurance. Bill, would you say that I'm going round the twist? Well, not more than anyone else, I'd say. What makes you think you might be? Well, apparently a chap came to fix the phone the other day, and I can't remember anything about it. Oh, perhaps he was one of these nondescript sort of chaps. Well, so far as I'm concerned, he's so nondescript he doesn't exist. <laughs> Hang on. Huh? This rings a bell. You say Barbara has something to do with it? Yes, she was there when I phoned this chap good enough. Mm. Uh, how could you phone someone who doesn't exist? Bill, that's what I'm trying to find out. Hey. You know... Barbara once did something like this to me. She did? Yeah. A chap phoned to say he was doing a bit of a white slave trafficking. And he'd been told that I'd be able to help him out with a few fillies. Good. <laughs> it frightened the life out of me. I even sacked my secretary. It turned out later the bloke who phoned was Barbara's brother. You mean this good enough chap that the telephone maintenance people might be a phony too? Could be. Phone him again and find out. Yes, I will do. And what was that number? No, yeah, well, it's on the pad. Here we are, here we are. Blasted phone's always going wrong. Drives you mad. Bill, please. Oh, I'm sorry, old boy, really. <laughs> ah, here we are. Oh, it doesn't seem to be the same number, but I, I could be wrong. And what on earth do I say to the chap if he's there? Hello, telephone maintenance here. Oh, good morning. Could I speak to Mr. Goodenough, please? Oh. Mr. Goodenough. Uh, I don't know his first name. Don't think you know his second name, neither. <laughs> we got a good fellow. Is that good enough? <laughs> well, obviously, my dear chap, it isn't. Now, what other goods do you have? Now, listen, mate, I just told you. We only got a good fellow. You're quite sure? Quite. Hang on, hang on. There is one more good. Oh, good. Who? Goodbye. <laughs> All right, Bill, there is something fishy going on. Mm. There is no good enough in telephone maintenance. No, I thought there might not be. It, it's a bit more of Barbara's jiggery-pokery. Or Karen's. She's in it, too. And this means I'm not going round the twist, thank goodness. <laughs> oh, oh, now the game's on, isn't it? <laughs> Where's Barbara gone? This I morning? think she said she was going to see Karen. Well, that figures. She's gone round to see her to work out some more skullduggery, hasn't she? <laughs> <laughs> well, if they think they're going to drive me crazy, I'll show them I'm already there. Ah, oh, isn't he sweet? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, dear. He looks a bit lost on the settee, doesn't he? Uh, what's his name, Miss Barbara? H.G. Wells. Eh? You mean he's called H.G. Wells, too? Well, only until we've taught Patrick a lesson, Nanny. Then he can go back to where he came from and start being Prince Pom of Pantaloon again. <laughs> oh, is 
Yeah. Now, don't forget, Nanny. Try to behave as though everything's normal. Don't give the game away, whatever you do. Well, I'll try not to miss Karen, but he's all a bit above me, you know. Taking his clothes away, changing his desk round and all that. Oh. Hello, Barbara. Hello, Patrick. I'm Karen. Oh, yes, of course. Yes. Yes. I should remember that. You're the plump one, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) Hello, HG. How are you, old boy? That's a good chap. That's a good chap. We'll go for another of our walkies after lunch, shall we? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Karen, I was thinking on the way here. We've had old HG a long time now, haven't we? Uh, y- yes, haven't we? Yeah, amazing how he's never grown beyond that size. <laughs> uh, staying for lunch, Barbara? Uh, yes, thank you. I hope there's plenty of rhubarb pie, Nanny. I love rhubarb pie. You do? Yes, yes, yes. You could serve it three times a day and I wouldn't complain. I remember that. You, I hope you don't. Daddy, we gave all your clothes away as you told us to. Fine, fine. Thank you, Karen. Uh, I I wasn't sure if you'd remember. Remember? Of course I remember. Not much I don't store away up in here, you know. (laughs) When's Karen coming back? You mean Anna? Oh, Anna, of course, yes. And that young man of hers, Jerry. Jeremy. I said Jeremy. Nanny, really? What's the matter, Mr. Patrick? Didn't I ask you to turn my desk the other way round? But I have. Nonsense. It's the same way round that it's been for years. Time I had a turn. But I... Oh, I mean, it, it's, it's never been... Nanny, I'm getting a little worried about you. Can't you remember which way the desk's always been? Well, well, well I thought I could, but... Oh, now I'm all confused. <laughs> you remember, Karen, don't you? Oh, he... Yes, yes, it's... Always been like that, hasn't it, Mummy? Uh, oh, yes, uh, since before I left. Oh, yes. That's good, yes. I'm very glad you bear me out. I wouldn't like to think I was going soft in the head. <laughs> oh, well, I think I'll slip upstairs and freshen up before lunch. <coughs> Patience now, H.G. Good dog. Good dog. Please, Barbara, tell me, is it me or is it him? <laughs> it's him, Nanny. I think he's finally cracked. Oh, Mummy. Oh, what else can it be? We know that his death's always been the other way round. Oh, thank goodness for that. We know. <laughs> we know that he didn't ask you to give all his clothes away, and we know that that isn't H.G. Wells. Mummy, do you think it's our fault? Perhaps we've, we've pushed him over the edge. Now... Now, you mustn't say things like that, Karen. You must tell yourself that he's always been headed that way. And I thought he was just a lovable and eccentric. Oh, Daddy, oh, Daddy. <laughs> yes, Bill, it worked like a charm. How <laughs> you should have been here. Neither of them could eat any lunch. They were so busy watching me. <laughs> Mark you, three helpings of rhubarb pie was a bit much, but I had to get it out. That's a spirit, old boy. Keep them guessing. They don't know what to do now. They don't know whether to humour me or not. <laughs> <laughs> you struck a great blow for men's limp, Patrick. I'm proud of you. Ah, oh, thanks, Will. Thanks. I wonder what their next move will be. <laughs> I think I'll... There he is, Doctor. Doctor? Bill? Bill, help! They made the next move. They brought too many white coats. Bill, come quickly. <laughs> I don't want to be taken away. Come Barbara, on, Karen, Karen, Nana, I've explained everything. No, 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 I didn't really.
That was Father, Dear Father, with Tom Meehan, Margaret Milner-Smythe, Maureen Adair, Gillian Lumberg, Brian Squires, Rage Richards and David Colbert. The show was produced by Brian Squires for the manufacturers of Nugget, who invite you to join them again next Thursday at 8.30 for another half hour in the company of Father, Dear Father. Now, with